You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another Black Hollywood Live's Quarantine Conversation. I have the privilege of having a beautiful singer-songwriter, Grammy-nominated artist, and Billboard charting artist, and she's also an entrepreneur. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Miss Etana. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you? I'm asking me in this period. <laughs> yes. So, okay, of course, this is quarantine conversation. So I have to ask you, how have you been dealing with everything, you know, since the quarantine's been going on? How has music been? I stay recording in the studio, stay writing. I stay um, playing with the kids, you know, playing with the teacher as well. Uh, it's, it's, a, I have to, I have to read a schedule. It's exciting, it's frustrating, it's everything. Absolutely, I completely understand. So going straight into it, um, I know you've been in the music industry for so long, but you started off as a pop artist, but how did you actually get into being a pop artist? Um, I was first a background singer for the artist called Richard Pfizer. I say, I was asked to uh, write a song, and it took me about six months to do so. And then I eventually wrote a song called Wrong Address. And that it's ever so popular that I was asked after um, the song was released. So, Miss Etana, I know that she's been in the music industry for a long time, but I want to know, how did you start your journey out in this industry? I was a background artist for Richie Spice for a year or two, maybe a year and a half. And then I was asked to write a song um, because people kept asking who I was as if I was already, you know, like an artist. And um, eventually it took me about six months to make up my mind to decide, you know, to write a song. And I wrote a song called Wrong Address and about... Later, that song became so popular that I was asked by the management at Fifth Element to um, not perform with the artist anymore and go off on my own. Oh, wow. So how was that transitioning? I mean, of course, you know, singing and songwriting are like the same thing, but of, of course, you know, like you have to put on your head different as a songwriter than you do as a singer. Um, how was it transitioning and actually, you know, pushing yourself out there to be an, uh, an artist? Um, It was... At first, well, I, I kind of knew that my, my issue in, about being an artist was I, was, I didn't want to have to show too much of my body or be too revealing, right? Yes. <laughs> so I realized that I didn't have to do that in this, in this team or in this group of people, amongst these group of people. Um, uh, writing the song came easy, you know? Um, I just had to make up my mind to do it and then uh, I, at the time when I was writing the song, the, the melody came and the lyrics came at the same yes. time. And so I wrote the song in like five minutes. And even recording the song, I was rehearsing with a, a, um, the guitarist um, in the studio and they recorded it. And that's how it was released at first, like with wow. no, no mastering, nothing. It was just raw. Um, it, got mastered eventually <laughs> but the transition though was easy you know I, I just kind of did I did as I was told and um they I, they of course knew what I had in my mind and we put it all together and just it just worked 
That's awesome. So I know that you started out again, like we said, as a pop artist and you transitioned into reggae. Um, tell me a little bit about that journey of deciding to go from pop to reggae. Right. So um, I remember being in the group and, and we were doing a video. And it was a group of four girls, one from Ghana, one from Guyana. I was one from Jamaica and um, one from New York. Wow. Girls. And it was like um, R&B hip-hop, a mixture with rock combined, the music. And um, I remember doing a video. We were doing this routine where I had to turn to the side. And oh, yes. <laughs> I had on, like, Victoria's Secret lingerie, and I had on the thong, and the camera was really low. And I'm thinking, okay, so is this what you really want? Because I was really uncomfortable with the camera being as low as it was, knowing that I hardly had on a bottom piece. You know? Absolutely. I, I Trust me, I do understand. <laughs> well, I decided that when we, uh, there was a time when we took a break for, mm. for some, like maybe a month that we were given um, while, and after that break, we were going to go to another country. And in that break, I went to Jamaica and then called and said I wasn't going to go. Wow. It, it was a rough moment for me and for the girls because we've already like created this bond. Uh, we were friends. Uh, we basically lived in two different apartments, one on top, one at the bottom, huge apartment. We, we had a lot of space, a lot of fun, a lot of everything together. So you guys are basically, basically like family. Yeah, and it was hard for me to say it, but I had to for my own peace of mind though. Um, would I have done it again? Yes, I would because I still, uh, I don't think I would have had enough voice to say, hey, um, move the camera or don't put it there. I'd probably be like the sore thumb in the party, you know, so I kind of just pulled myself apart from it. Right. I completely understand. Now, starting your journey out in reggae, I know that you switched your name to Itana. Um, tell me a little bit about why did you decide to switch your name and where does the, the name come from? Because it's, um, Shauna means beautiful or pretty. Um, at least that's what I was told. Shauna means pretty. And I think that women are beautiful all over the world, just like you and, you know, all the beautiful women all over. And But we always are, we most times don't, remember how strong or how powerful we are Absolutely. and so i think that um uh, would would remind women all over the world of how powerful we are every time they see it and the name Atana um, is said to mean the strong one it's from like a small uh village in kenya and it means strong and so i figured it was perfect Atana, strong powerful woman and that's all of us. Awesome. So your very, very first um, uh, release of the album that you came out with was Itana, The Strong One. Um, what specifically did you want um, your audience to get from that? Um, love and, 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 and strength and, and courage and um, uh, social commentary that was um, uh, familiar. Uh, but truthful and honest. I wanted to introduce myself mm -hmm. to them what it was about. And I'm sure they got that after receiving that album, The Strong One. Yes. So you went on to actually create about, you've, you have like six albums about to actually come out with seven. Um, Free Expression, Better Tomorrow, um, Reggae Forever, Best 
um, and, and also Dimensions. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more about the song that you created called I Rise. It's so beautiful and so powerful and I feel like it kind of centers around the times. Um, tell me a little bit more why you decided to uh, come out with this song at the time that you did. Well, I was in an agreement with um, VP Records at the time who was distributing and who I was signed to as an artist. And um, I wanted that to be the, I, we, we had a, like a kind of like a rough relationship. Sometimes we were good, sometimes we were not. And I just wanted this one to be the last one, the last um, album. Uh, but even then we had some issues getting that done. And I went through this whole phase where I was like depressed and mm. I didn't really get up out of bed. I stayed in bed the whole time. I hardly ate, you know, you know that, you know, the, the whole depression phase. And Absolutely. I just decided one day when I got up, like, hey, this is it. Like, I'm not going to do this to myself anymore because everybody that I'm, you know, uh, uh, everything that I'm upset about already is. And all these people are going on with their lives and doing the thing, the same things they do every day while I'm here, you know, like hurting myself. And so I decided not to do that anymore and that I was going to rise above the things that were holding me back or holding me down. And that's what I did. I just, I put my all into writing the album. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was in Steve Marley's studio in Miami and um, Riffy was playing the um keyboard and I said to him hey play something around this um I, would, I said I rise I rise say I'm hurting but not broken down but I won't die I rise and then you know the song you know became alive at that moment and um I called a, a writer called Sharita Lewis from Jamaica and I said hey um, here is an idea here, you know, here are all the words that I have around it and the melody and stuff and just, you know, help me pull it together. We went back and forth and there goes I Rise. Yes, <laughs> it's such a, such a beautiful song. And I know that like, um, you know, even coming from like the uh, Jamaican culture, I know uh, people like Bob Marley and the Whalers, they, they really made songs about, you know, teaching their people to rise up and just be able to fight the system and things that are going on. Um, and what, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, just from, I know there's a lot of things that are going on right now. Like, how do you feel um, the roots, uh, like I said, like Bob Marley and the Whalers and the things that they talk about in their music, how do you feel um, as an artist at it's, it's important to be able to reflect the times in your music? Um, it's very important because um, just as I find inspiration in, in my own thought or um, I find the strength to fight through whatever I may be, you know, struggling with, um, I think that it, it, it encourages people to do the same. And we are people and we experience some of the very things that we experience on a daily together in different times, mm -hmm. even though we're here on our own journey. And so I feel like once I have the responsibility of a pen, and, and I say it's a responsibility because it really is, when you write Absolutely. a song, it reaches so many across the world. And I want that each time that I put the pen down, I inspire people to um, to fight and to live and to love and to share and to care and to do the you know the things that make us flourish as people. Absolutely, yeah, and I, I absolutely agree that that's so important. Um, and getting back to talking about uh, reggae music, I know, of course, we know that 
when people think about reggae music, they definitely always think about the Marleys and um, the Whalers. And I know um, Miss, Miss Griffith was also somebody that was very, um, you know, influential within the reggae. So going from the beginning of reggae until now, how do you feel like music has transcended and like, where do you feel like it's going to go? Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> 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 All right. So from from Bob Marley and G Jimmy Cliff and Toots and all of the reggae artists that you can think of who kind of like um, started, you know, what reggae is even today, um, their music is still very much relevant, still very much on the chart, still very much inspiring many people um, across the world. And those of us who came after just kind of like carried it along. And so I feel like it's here to stay. Um, and even if it uh, borrows from other genres or cultures, I think the root of reggae music, the check, 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 and you know, get up, stand up, you know. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think that they're here to stay. They're going nowhere. And, and, as, and as much as we will evolve and we will um, combine cultures, the root of it will always exist deep it's a deep root you know yes awesome i also want to ask you to um because I, I i've listened to your music and you're such a teacher um you're so inspirational you speak so much about love and about even even inspiring women to be strong um so what kind of influence do you want to have on women um through your music <clears throat> and like you know what do you see like the young generation of, of of young girls coming up what do you want to give them through your song one thing that i would love for women to get from especially not just the song, but the way that I live um, and the way and how I deal with other people. Um, what we don't want for ourselves, we should not do to others. Mm. It's important that we, uh, even though we know that we have flaws and we have and we do things sometimes that the world or ourselves are not proud of, that we shouldn't, you know, pick on people to pull them down. We should always encourage them because they're people Absolutely. and we're perfect, but we're imperfect, that we have to continue to um, lift each other up. So instead of, um, you know, talking about, oh, look at her shoes or, you know, oh, her hair is so not done. Or, right. As women, uh, we can be petty. <laughs> or, you know, all the other things that we talk about. That it's, it's better that we look at the beauty in us all and try to use that to elevate us. But never forget to fight if you feel the need to fight. Cry if you feel the need to cry, you know be yourself and be free to be you and love and appreciate all of you because you're beautiful. And that's what I want them to get from the way that I live and the way that I'm right. Yes. I will say I've, I've so far gotten that from, from most of your music that I've listened to is it's really, really beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> now I want to talk about you because you again have made number one in the reggae billboard charts um, with your single, well, well, I'm sorry, with your album reggae forever. Tell me a little bit more about the experience of, you know, making it number one to the Billboard charts. Oh man, Reggae Forever. I remember when um, I got the call from, from um, VP and 
I mean, I was listening in and we were told as a team that, hey, um, we're not going to go any further. You know, this is this is where it ends. And, you know, we wish you all the best. And, you know, we kind of parted on a good note. And then I sat the day after and I said, wait a minute. I'm going to have to do everything on my own now. Wow. And I said, how am I going to do that? I, 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 for once, for, at this moment, I knew what it felt like to be a caged bird set free. I kind of sat in a cage for a little bit because I didn't know what to do. I just sat there, you know, and um, one day I just through conversations with my partners and I just decided it's time to fly. And I just, you know, started writing and I started recording and um, I truly knew at that time what it felt like to work totally without a, an air or without a budget from a label. Um, Sometimes that's actually the push, you know, but when you don't have it and it's just you, it's like you're you're an independent artist, so you have to make it. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I had to put the money in and call the people that I wanted to work with and um, when I had to know what was right and what was wrong and what I wanted out of a song and what I wanted in and all this stuff, by the time it was done, it was like, you know, wow, okay, it's it's done. And and I said, I'm just going to put it out and I'm going to see. Like I always do, I just put the music out and I allow my fans to speak. And I didn't expect to be nominated because I thought to myself, you know, they don't really consider females like that in reggae anyway. Mm, Um, Yes, it's a very, very male, male male-dominated industry. (laughs) So when it was nominated and I got the call, um, it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was in LA. And that... um, uh, you're nominated, and I was, and I said, for what, you know? And he said, um, for the Grammys, girl, and I, and I said, oh, really? You what? You what? You weren't surprised, like, so you, you I, didn't even, you weren't was, shocked or anything? Yeah, I was shocked. I was so confused. I didn't know. I was like, wait a minute, what did you say, kind of thing? And then the excitement grew um, mm-hmm. after a while, and then, then it dawned on me that. Um, that was my first album that I created all by myself with my own team. And um, with no record label and, and you made billboards. That's a lot to say. <laughs> um, and, and, and when in that same conversation, the person who called me told me that it's the first time in over 20 something years that a female nominated in reggae uh, wow. uh, in a, with the Grammy. So, it was a it was a lot of uh, things to achieve in one album, and 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 I was very very grateful. And I, and when the excitement did kick in, I did scream. I was excited, you know. And I decided to go to the Grammy and represent, and you know, have a woman make my outfit from the Caribbean, and you know, wear pink and all these things. <laughs> yes. Now speaking of um, fashion, I definitely want to get into that because I noticed like. Your pieces are so beautiful. Like you have Afri- uh, African pieces, you have Caribbean pieces. Tell me a little bit more about who you work with, um, you know, to be able to create your wardrobe and your style. I work with MDs. Um, she's called Melissa Dunkley, MDs Collections. And I've been working with her since my very beginning. Like um, 
in my early, early time of doing Sting and, you know, my early performances in Jamaica and throughout the Caribbean. And so I figured it was only fitting to call her on a day that I was nominated to share with her, you know? And um, I, I do work with like two other young uh, designers from Jamaica as well. And how I do it most times is I say, um, here's an idea. You know, I kind of draw it out. I'm not the perfect artist, but. <laughs> but you have a vision, that's all you need. <laughs> draw it out and I send it and they just put it together and make it come alive. And it's just so perfect when they're done. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that you do a very good job because it's so intricate and so detailed. And I love how you always attach it to, you know, the music that you have. Um, and speaking of that, um, <clears throat> so have you ever thought about maybe start coming up with your own collection? I did. I did. Okay. So um, maybe in, in 2015, I, I came out with the skirt line, the African print skirt line. And that was so hard for me because I wanted it to be of a certain finish mm. and I wanted it flawless and I wanted the, the fabric itself to be, you know, durable and, and many things, you know, I wanted when a woman wear um, that skirt that she would feel, you know, like a woman, confident and strong, you know, and beautiful. Right. And that was a lot of pressure put on the designers to get it done the way that I wanted. And I also had to ensure that they had the freedom too to be themselves as designers, yeah. right? And so I, it was a little challenging. Um, and after I went through the whole um, and the collection, sold out the collection, I just, because of the music and that, and my team being as small as it is, I just kind of took a step back to, to focus more on music, to, you know, cover more grounds. And maybe I'll do that again later. Yes, you should. Because I, I love your, I love your style. Your fashion is so beautiful. And I just feel like, you know, we can learn so much from the culture of like all of the prints and just the intricate things that you actually put into what you do. Thank you. Now, speaking of that, because we know, I know you're an entrepreneur, you have um, Itana Organics. Tell me a little bit more about um, those products that you have. Okay. So a lot of times I'm, I'm, my hair is out, Afro out, you know, <clears throat> and um, even with my girls, combing the hair and, and adding products. I noticed some products, you know, uh, make your hair look nice and shiny. And then after that, it, it kind of dries it out. And I'm like, okay, right. so why is this so not easy to work with um, our Afro kings? And so I spoke to a few farmers and, and, and people in Jamaica who um, create like castor oil and different products. And I explained to them what I was looking for in a castor oil, what, what difference I was looking for, you know, based on what I had access to. And um, I, I, I finally found one who made the castor oil in a way that when you put it in your hair, it made mine, my daughters, my mothers, everybody around me here so soft. Mm. But at the same time, like instead of using like other gels and stuff to create edges and the same product could be used to keep your hair all in one without making it fuzzy and all this. And I figured, okay, wow. Okay. So this is one thing. 
and now I moved on to skin. And so I took my time to, you know, make sure that all of these, um, like the, the here, the castor oil coming here, or the oil that had in the ginger root and all of this organic stuff was really and truly 100% organic and from the earth right. in and had positive effects on here, including hair growth and doing all the things that we as, you know, black women wanted, want in our hair and what we wanted to look and feel like. And yeah, I got, I got really deep. And so, you know, I'm excited about it and still um, looking into different, you know, products that could be added. Yes, yeah, so I was going to ask you, so can we look at, a, you know, a extension of, you know, some other organic oh. products that you're going to come out with? Oh, yeah, I'm working on it because um, after the product is even created, I want to, I, I, I keep testing it uh, with different people, um, you know, over time to see the results and stuff like that before I actually um, put it out there because I want to see how it affects different people and, you know make sure that it does what I say it's doing or it is going to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause that means everything. And you know, like now, like we're, we're at the place where everybody wants something vegan, cruelty free, like they want the organics. So anything that says organics, people will definitely buy it. Cause many people do that. Many people put the label on there saying, Oh, it's hundred percent organic. Or they put the label saying it does this, it does that. I mean, you can see from all the stuff we have access to that it says one thing. And then when you use it, you're like, oh, no, but it doesn't, you know? So I want to make sure that people don't get that effect from the products that I create. I want to make sure that it says so, that it, that it is 100% is what I say it is. Absolutely. That is so important. Um, speaking of, <clears throat> you're also an entrepreneur, but we, uh, I know back in 2018, you got the Foundations Award for the Life Charity event for the Layman Lynch Foundation. Tell me a little bit more about that honor that you received. Um, I, I think it was because of the, the many things that the Layman Lynch Foundation is aware of me doing over time. And um, I think that's all it is. I think it was just um, to honor the work that I've done over time and um, all the things that they've seen me do. You know, um, and I'm very appreciative, appreciative of it. And um, I know the importance of uh, letting people know, making people more aware of the things that one does. Um, however, I do believe that some help, it's better to just do it than to say, hey, I did it, you know. Um, I'm, I'm the kind of person who like to do, but not to say I did, you know, yes. like yeah. your actions speak louder than your words. Right. 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 And, um, a lot of people will say, so how come you don't do videos showing what you've done? And because I really do believe in my heart that when someone is in need, um, like really in need, I don't think it's the best thing to do to let everybody, hey, this person is in need and I'm helping them. Right. I think it's best to just help them. And then that memory of helping that person or, or, or those words from that person or, uh, after a while or over time will be more valuable than a video that you can put out for a lot of people to like it, you know? And so 
my way is just a little different. Yeah, and I could be a little weird sometimes, but that's all right. No, it's not. I mean, I think that giving is, you know, definitely shouldn't be something that everybody knows should be, you know, centered to the person that, you know, you give to. But of course, you know, we live in a world where I feel like social media really makes everybody wants to post like, like we have to let the world know what what we're doing. And I think something like that is as far as giving, it has to be very intimate. I mean, if, if, if I do get to to um, to posting and broadcasting things that I do, I think even with that post or even that broadcasting, I prefer to do something that um, earns income to continue the work, uh, to continue caring and to continue sharing, like possibly a TV show or something like that. That may be something I will do, um, which is not just to broadcast and to tell people, hey, I'm doing this, but to create further income to continue doing what I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of that, I want to talk about this new album you're getting ready to come out with this month, Gemini. Um, tell me a little bit about the album, who are you collaborating with, and what can we expect? <laughs> so the album Gemini, every album that I create, I try to go a little bit more, do a little bit more, outdo um, the, the one before, if not outdo, be as good as, you know, and so the music on Gemini is a little bit different. It reminds you of some of the stuff I've done before, but then it's completely different from everything you've heard before. And um, I collaborated with um, Kabaka Pyramid, uh, which is another reggae artist. I collaborated with Bugle, and I've also collaborated with The Nomads and Waya from uh, the, the, the band called Sisha, who, is, who was also a producer and background vocalist um, on I Rise with me as well. So I kind of kept like some of the same people um, who are Geminis to work yes, on. absolutely. Yeah. Wait, well, hold on. So are you a Gemini? Yes, I am a Gemini. Okay, <laughs> that, that, there, there's the connection. <laughs> I feel like um, Geminis, we get along with everybody. Right. Um, uh, we adjust well. Um, we are, you know, outgoing. We, we, we are a lot of things in one. It's just a whole lot of things in one. And that's why I think they say we have like many faces, many personalities, because right. it's fun. And so I think there's a lot to share. And if I have so many, and all along I've been working with so many Geminis and I didn't know it. See, it's almost like you just kind of attract who you are. <laughs> so I kind of figured, okay, let's just put it all together. And, um, and just call it Gemini because this is all of us and all of my fans who are listening to as well, all together in one. Yes, absolutely. So I want to talk about these singles that you have so far. They are amazing. The first Thank one um, is Truly. It's so beautiful. Tell me a little bit about um, the single. Truly is a love song um, that is, to me encourages lovers to get together and express love in a, in a deeper way and tone. Especially during and I, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying that um, it, since the quarantine started, like many couples that were um, separating and divorcing and stuff, I guess, because they have to spend more time together, you know. Uh, and so truly uh, is an inspiration and encouragement to get closer together and to know you know, do all the things that lovers do in quarantine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now let's talk about your second single, which is Bubble. 
Um, tell me about, cause I've just, it was giving me so many like Jamaican vibes. I, I, I was ready to dance and party and celebrate. <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those songs that it just makes you just want to move and groove and celebrate for hours. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we do as, as Africans or people of African descent, right? And everybody who's into reggae, all races across the board, they know that with reggae and dancehall, we um, move the waistline a lot and the hips. Yes. <laughs> and so the song called Bubble, um, it, it kind of drives you to do just that. It kind of drives you to uh, be happy and to, 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 even in love, even togetherness, even without love, by yourself, self-love, um, you know, like to enjoy the moment that we're in, even though it's kind of, you know, all over the place at the moment. But when you hear Bobby, you just want to, bubble me up, bubble me up, bubble fun time. Yes. Listen, I'm telling you now, I already had my, my little moves that I was getting together. So I know like, it's going to be a song that I'm going to share with my friends and we're going, we're going to bubble. That's, 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 that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and all the negative energy and draw some more positive energy to you while you're moving your waistline. That's crazy. So what is your favorite song on the album and why? Oh man, um, that's hard to pick one. You know, like when, when, when you write almost all the songs on the album and you're, you know, very involved in the production, it's hard to pick just one. Oh man, but if I had to pick one, I'd say I'd pick about two, right? Okay. And what's I'd, that? I'd pick, oh God, that's hard. I'm sorry. I'd pick Love. Love. Which is a, 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 a like a letter to love itself. Ah, wow! It's almost like an interpretation of of love. It's saying, um, it, it says, "Love don't make me forget what it feels like to feel you." You know, because like we watch so many things on social media, so many different things happening. It's almost like all the rules that we knew before doesn't exist anymore, and it's changing into something else. Right. But that we're becoming more numb. Yeah. And we're what it means to love and, and we're forgetting what it means to feel. Mm. And I'm saying to love, don't make me forget what it feels like to feel you. And so that's my love. And um, um, the next one is um, tight space. So love, tight space, bubble and truly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. This this sounds interesting. So please tell me what is it about? Which one? Tight space. Yes. Okay. So tight space is about um, my lover being away from me, uh, uh, far away from me, and um, and I'm telling him, um, I know it's gonna hurt to know your friends trying, but you know me not gonna make them style thing. Come in loose and to the general alone the salute. You know. So it's like saying. I'm, I'm going to be with you. And mm -hmm. even though you're far away, I'm not going to cheat on you because. Um, ah, the trust. My love, you know, and to the general alone, the salute. Um, so it's about, you know, um, showing that, that honor to the one that you love and respecting that one that you love. Oh, and um, that is. Oh, so it's still one of those, the, 
you know, um, and stay in bubbling vibe and thing, you know, so rockings and bubblings another one day. <laughs> yes, like the authentic genuineness of love, because I know right now our generation of, of you know, love, love is very interesting in the way that it's expressed. So <laughs> it's definitely beautiful to see it from, you know, a space of just, you know, even though we're far away, the love that we have is still going to keep us strong. Right. And speaking on that note, I know that you did a collaboration that just came out on the 22nd of May, um, All in One. It's a very, very beautiful song that you did the collaboration with. Um, tell me, because <clears throat> I know right now there's so much going on. Um, Gemini's coming out. You have you know, the celebration of your music. I'm sorry, and talking about love. I'm sorry. Did you, are you speaking of the all-in-one song? Yes, the all-in-one song. Um, Cause I know there's so much right now that's going on. And that song is very powerful. It has um, some very powerful and uh, heartfelt words. So right now with everything going on, like how would you <clears throat> speak to the song in a way that we can be able to use that to, you know, keep us very positive and, in love <laughs> the song starts off saying um one sun one moon one earth um and yeah we are all creations of his work but it seems we don't know what life is really worth let's unite and share the love we all deserve um and no i didn't know any of this would be happening at this moment. Mm -hmm. But I do know that there is like a silent race war and it has always been for a long time. But in all of that, like when I go to festivals and when I, in my everyday happenings, I've seen people of all races come together. I've seen people of all races share the same space. I've seen musicians from, um, LA, California, in Europe, and people from Africa, and everybody come together, and we share the same stage, the same backstage food, all of this stuff. But then there are some people who try to divide us along the way. And, and, and I'm saying to even the, those that, you know, who try to divide us, that no matter what you do, people will continue to love and to share and to care. And your efforts may seem at some point like it's, it's you know, like it, it's valuable, but it really isn't in time. And over time, you will see that many have tried, but they have failed. And love will always win, you know. And, and because we know that as a fact, that love will always win, that we should try a lot more to, you know, coexist, to be on earth together because it is ours and we're all here for a different reason, but we have to share the same space, you know, and we're all just passing through. We're not here to stay forever. We're all just passing through. So in that passing through, we need to share the same space. You know, even if you don't love the person, you can always share with somebody you don't love. And that's what the song is about. Being yourself, appreciating and loving who you are. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, and when you do so, you will understand and realize that it's easier. It's easier 
to love and accept other people because you can't love and appreciate other people if you can't appreciate yourself. So it has to start with you first and then to everybody else. And all the hate that they try to drive, I'm telling you, they keep on trying, but they keep on failing and they will always fail because love will always win. Absolutely. Well, that was super powerful. Um, I just want to say congratulations to you, to your new album that's coming out, both of your singles that you have, your career, um, your products, everything that you have going on in Italy. You are truly a woman of virtue and power. And I know that you are going to make such a legendary space um, in this culture, in this world with your music and so much more. So I want to thank you so much for your time today. I wish you nothing but the success and the best. And thank you. I wish you the same. Well, before you, get, before you leave, we want to know, um, where can we find your album and where can we find you on social media? You can find my album on iTunes, um, anywhere that there is music, Spotify, Pandora, um, Audio Mac, name it, it's, it's there. Um, uh, Amazon, YouTube, it's everywhere. And you can find me on social media on Twitter. It's Hannah um, Strong One, E-T-A-N-A. S-T-R-O-N-G-O-N-E. And on Instagram, it's the same, Etana Strong One. And Facebook is one O-N-E-E-T-A-N-A. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Etana just blessed us with her presence, her music, and so much more. She told us where we can find all of her music and her products. So make sure you guys stay tuned. When is that um, album coming out this month? June, it's already out for pre-order. It's already up for pre-order, I meant, with the two singles available, Bubble and Truly. And then... On June 19th, um, the album will be live. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it, and I am your host, Nima Sky. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Nima Sky. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Itana. Thank you. Perfect. You're welcome. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.